This week, if you're looking to buy an RV, you might want to consider doing it sooner than later. There's a big backlog going on. We talk about all the details. Plus, we journey to Dinosaur National Monument, one of the great hidden gems in the country. Dino DNA. This is the RV Miles Podcast. RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation. L.L. Bean and NPF share a belief that every community should have the opportunity and resources to experience the joy of the outdoors together. Through this partnership, they're not only helping people find their parks, they're helping protect, restore, and improve parks across the country. If it's outside, L.L. Bean is all in. Welcome to episode 160 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. Well, the summer RV season is winding down. Though, um, though we're pretty warm right now. We were uh, cold yesterday, but, but it's pretty hot here out in the bright I'm sunlight so, now. I'm so glad we decided to record this outside at one o'clock in the afternoon. It's great. But if you are if you are not an RVer yet, if you're looking to buy an RV for next camping season, perhaps, or you're looking to upgrade for next camping season, you might want to consider doing it right now. Or maybe you want to consider the camping season <laughs> after that, 2022. <laughs> Almost every RV being shipped right now to dealer lots is already sold. They're all pre-orders. They are hardly shipping any dealer stock to lots right now. There is a massive backlog at the RV manufacturers. And what they're doing is really pushing out the most popular floor plans because they don't have to change over the their processes from one floor plan to another. So they're putting out whatever people are ordering the most, that's what's getting filled first. And it, you might see some RVs on dealer lots, but say there's 100 RVs on a dealer lot, about half of them are probably already sold. They have somebody's name on them. They're under contract. So what a perfect time for us to think about <laughs> buying a new RV. We've been talking about, like, what, do we want to upgrade our trailer soon? And uh, so, I don't know. Maybe it's not a good time for that. <laughs> maybe we need to take our own advice and either do that now or wait till later well, in the year. The other thing is that now more than ever, and by the way, um, a lot of this information I'm getting from fantastic YouTube channel, Josh the RV Nerd, Josh over at Halet RVs has a fantastic uh, YouTube channel, and it's always good to hear this stuff from a dealer's perspective because they really have the inside track on, on what's happening right now. It's also more important than ever to shop around right now because... I'm sorry. What? What is that? What? Digging a hole right there next to our campsite? I don't know. Is that a mouse? Oh, no, it's not a mouse. It's a little, like, mole-type thing. Oh, for the love. It's got to go away. It can't be here. Oh, come on. It's an it's animal. It's going to come inside my rig. Do you see it? <laughs> it's going to come inside my house. 
<laughs> it has no interest in coming inside your house. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I thought it was a mouse for a minute. All right. Yeah, because it's totally different. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I don't like mice. Anyway, it is more important than ever right now to shop around dealers because there is some price gouging going on. Uh, be- obviously, the inventory is low, and some of it is honest. Some of it's uh, our prices are a little bit higher because we have less to offer, and you know that because makes we sense. can. And some of it is a little bit over the top, but also it's just harder and harder to get a deal right now. You can't really negotiate too much off the price that the dealer's asking for because they're going to have somebody else lined up to buy it. They don't have the motivation to give you that excellent deal right now. Yeah, maybe so, now isn't the time for us to buy it. It's, it's probably not no, the time for us. So. The truck, maybe. Oh. Truck, truck, maybe. Oh. <laughs> uh, not this, we're not talking about that on this show. I'll link to Josh's channel in the in the description in the show notes. But, uh, you know, if, you, if you're buying new, if you, you might want to consider that you can just buy anywhere. Don't feel like you have to buy in your hometown. Or if you're buying used, you you might have to go somewhere else. And don't feel like you can't go a thousand miles to pick up your RV. Dealers will do things like video walkthroughs. They'll do video uh, pre-delivery inspections and stuff. And then you can go pick it up in, in person. And but, but that's kind of the situation that we're in right now. You can find RVs on dealer lots. The selection is just so much more slim. Yeah, and we have a trailer that we're actually really hot for right now that the kids are thrilled about. I'm not going to mention it just because I don't want to jinx us yet, but it's going to be one of those situations where we're going to have to look across the country for it. Hey, our friends at Dish Outdoors have a new giveaway. They've launched an RV-themed sweepstakes, which is live through September 30th, and all you have to do is enter your email address to win on their website. And we'll put a link to that, of course, in the description in the show notes. Uh, but if you go to this website and, and enter your email address, you could walk away with a dish package valued at $1,500 that includes a dish playmaker and Wally HD receiver bundle, a 55 inch HD TV, a Ring RV security kit. I did not know that Ring actually had RV security kits. Oh, I'm going to be cool. looking more into that. Oh, yeah. And a Boost RV cellular signal boosting kit. Uh, we're very, very happy with our dish setup. We don't take any money from dish. This is not an advertisement whatsoever. But if you do want TV on the road, and uh, you don't always have the best internet to sort of watch all those streaming services, or you like watching cable news or local news or who or sports or whatever. <laughs> Dish has been really great for us, and yeah. uh, and we have our little receiver mounted on the roof, and it does its thing, and it doesn't always work. If there's trees above, it might not work, but. But for the most part, it's been great. Yeah. And we've had a few situations where we've been in areas where there was no AT&T, no Verizon. The weather was cruddy. And we were able to at least enjoy some satellite TV and just chill out, watch a movie as a family. I don't know what it is with me when movies I really enjoy come on cable TV. <laughs> what is it? But I will, we will- sit... <laughs> For three hours and watch The Born Identity before I go and watch The Born Identity without 15 minutes of commercial. We have it on DVD. <laughs> we could pop it in, but we'll just watch it with the com- There's just something about that. The edited version with the commercials. 
I don't know. When I, it comes on, you're like, I have to watch this I don't now think because, we're alone in that. Uh, yeah. I, I think we had a whole Saturday where the weather was awful. We were working and they were doing the whole Born trilogy. And we were like, well, we're in this. We're in it to win it now. <laughs> That's what we did. All right. Well, you know, we have ragged quite a bit on the RV industry uh, association. Love you. The (laughs) GoRVing.com and the GoRVing ad campaigns that have been put out there over the last couple years. I'm Um, sorry, but Gorv 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 earned that rag. Gorv earned it. But, you know, again, credit where credit is due. I feel like they finally got something right. They did a couple radio spots. You haven't heard these yet, but I want you to listen to this. Okay. This is you waiting for dinner on an ordinary vacation. It's a two-hour wait for a table. This is you waiting for dinner on a real vacation. <laughs> Those burgers done yet? Go on a real vacation. Go RV. Take the wheel at your nearest RV dealer or at GoRVing.com. Now... I, you know, we love going to restaurants. <laughs> yeah. I, don't be hating on my eating out, but, okay? but there is something to be said about, like, yes. when you go on a hotel vacation, you are stuck having to go to restaurants for mm-hmm. every meal instead of being able to cook at least some of your meals at home. Yeah. So you're on the whims of the, the rest of everybody that's traveling. Yeah. And unless you're on a Disney dining plan and you have <laughs> scheduled meal times, it's just a long wait. It doesn't matter. There, there's another one as well. You want to hear it? Sure. Okay. This is your alarm on an ordinary vacation. Hello, ma'am. This is your wake up call. <laughs> this is your alarm on a real vacation. Go on a real vacation. Pretty nice, huh? I thought they did a good job with those. Those are those are smart. They hit the <laughs> they hit the two things we all have to struggle with on vacations, and that would be eating out our food, dealing with food, and then wanting to take a break from the alarm going off and just allow the sounds of nature to wake us all up. Those are smart. Those are the smartest ones they have put out this year. Speaking of taking a break, let's do just that. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Dinosaur National Monument and the brain teaser after a week-long hiatus. Oh, man. Is back. I'm so excited. (laughs) I can't wait. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Fall is almost here, so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the winter off-season. Whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, or a camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. RV Miles listeners can receive free shipping plus an extra 15% off their entire order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RVMiles or use the promo code RVMiles, all one word, at checkout. EmpireCovers.com. Protect what you love. Are you already dreaming of that epic 2021 road trip? Or maybe you want to take a weekend road trip and explore your state. Now is the perfect time to become a Road Trippers Plus subscriber and put those plans into action. A Road Trippers Plus subscription allows you to add up to 150 stops to your road trip ad-free. You can look for campgrounds, local eats, outdoor recreation, and more. 
A Road Trippers Plus subscription is normally $29.99. However, RV Miles listeners can save 20% off with coupon code RVMILES2X. All one word. That's 20% off of Road Trippers Plus with code RVMILES2X. We'll put a link to the discount in the show notes at RVMILES.com slash 160. All right, it's time for the answer to the brain teaser from two weeks ago, which went like this. What phrase is represented by the following? Peanuts say nothing. Pretzels remain silent. Pint of lager says, what are you looking at? And the answer was, it's just the alcohol talking. <laughs> kind of a dud on Abby's end. Okay. Not, not your best. Okay. Not the worst. Sorry. Hey, don't apologize to me. Well, I got a, I got a great one at the end of the show that Do I'm very excited about. I yeah. can't wait. Uh, all right. It's time to talk about Dinosaur National Monument. We, we spent a very short time at Dinosaur National Monument, yeah. but really loved the place. Yeah, it's, we'll be back. It's one of those parks that people have said to us over and over again, it, it really should be a, a capital N, capital P national park instead of just a national monument. Not that just uh, is a, yeah, that is, doesn't is really a proper way to describe national monuments. Yeah. But it is a sort of hidden gem in the National Park Service system. And I think a lot of people skip it because maybe they're not that into dinosaur bones. Maybe they, you know, have seen a lot of fossils at museums or whatever. And you ain't seen nothing. That's not what they're interested yeah. in. But you ain't seen nothing until you go to Dinosaur National Monument when it comes to dino bones. First of all, you could not have any interest in dinosaur mm-hmm. bones. And this is still one of the most beautiful parks there are. Oh, it's, it's, it's so beautiful. Gorgeous. And there's uh, so much history in the park that goes beyond just the dinosaur history that's there. It's fascinating. But if you are into dinosaur bones, is one of the few places on Earth where you can see them still in the ground. You know, they have been, the areas have been excavated and they're sort of sticking up. They have not been removed from the ground. And that is just amazing. Oh, it's phenomenal. And we have a dinosaur-loving child. And we have a couple, but Ethan is really like our dino kid. The look of joy on his face when he saw those bones still yeah. there in their natural state. I, I've never seen anything like it. It was just one of those moments where you think, yes, I'm so glad that we did this. I'm so glad that we're here. And this is what our full-time life is all about, this moment right here. So the park lies on the border of Utah and Colorado uh, in the northern uh, portion of that border. And it's fairly remote. It's kind of a remote area. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are services around there are gas stations, little towns and stuff like that. It's not that remote. Um, there's cell service and all that. Yeah. We were able to drive into a larger town yeah. that would have had what we needed if we were going to stay longer. But uh, it, the the Utah side of the park is the side that we spent our time on. The, the Colorado side is is probably the more scenic side mm-hmm. uh, in terms of mountains and rivers. I mean, big canyons, you can raft through the park, all kinds of stuff. And uh, the Utah side is also very scenic, but the Utah side is where you're going to have more access to dino bones. Yes. Dino DNA. Dino DNA. Uh, the Utah side is where the dinosaur quarry is. And I guess the best way to describe this is an excavation site, sort of the side of a mountain that they have, you know, removed the stone and earth from. And there are just dinosaur bones laid out, uh, still stuck in the earth. And they've covered it 
with a building to preserve it. So it's an air-conditioned, climate-controlled building that you can go into, almost like going to a museum, and then can explore these. And what caused this place to be so special? It is, it is known as the best place to find dinosaur bones in the wild in the world. And it's because they all sort of died and washed there at the same time, and they all sort of resurfaced at the same time. So they're just like, they're full skeletons, and that's really rare for them to be able to find full skeletons together uh, in, in the earth. And you can go see these spots. Now, to do that, you have to take a shuttle bus from the visitor center to the quarry. It's a very short shuttle ride. It's Five, five minutes. minutes or so. And they are doing a fantastic job during coronavirus times of of making that an experience that is safe. So you do have to order tickets in advance in order to do this. You have a time that you arrive and they call your time. And if you have that time, you show your tickets on your phone. And uh, so it's important that you have that on your phone yes. be- beforehand because there's not very much service over there. And you get on the shuttle. And the shuttles are an open-air shuttle, kind of like you would get on. A tram. Yeah, it's a tram. You would get on in a parking lot at Mm -hmm. an amusement park, right? And they have shut off every other row. So you you sit every other row. So you're you're a good distance from the next party. And they wipe the whole thing down with, with sanitizing spray, the entire shuttle, after every trip. It's incredibly smart. It limits the amount of people that can be on the shuttle at one time. And I have to say, overall, even once you get into the quarry, they have hand sanitation stations set up all over. It's You're allowed to stay in there as long as you would like. It's not timed in the sense that you get up there and then you have X amount of time before the next group. But because they're limiting so many people on these shuttles, the number of people inside the quarry at one time in this big space is greatly decreased. So you're even having less of an opportunity to interact with people inside the space. I, in all of our coronavirus times adventures, and we haven't had many, but I'm even talking about having to go to the grocery store. This is the most organized, most clean, and most well thought out experience I have had. And it proves that you can continue to go out and live life and be safe in a really, really smart way. And I just feel like Dinosaur is an example that I wish more national parks and just even more places in general would look to. This was so well done. Now, if you don't want to take the tram, there is another way that you can do that. You can take the trail. There's a trail from the visitor center up to the dinosaur quarry. Don't recommend it in July. I believe it's about a mile. It is very hot out there. It was very hot. Uh, But along that trail, you can see bones outside in the wild. So that is is one of the options for seeing bones outside. Now, if you did something where you went to the park later in the day, if you can get tickets for a later day quarry exhibit, and then you wanted to hike that back for that opportunity. Yeah, that'd which be is, a good way to do it. Absolutely. If we had had more time, that's what I would have done because what a thrill that would be. Now, I want to say one thing too about the quarry once you get in there is you can get um, a brochure that will help guide you through what you're looking at at the wall because the wall of bones can be really overwhelming at first, especially if you are not familiar with dinosaur bones. So they have this really great guide that you can get. It's $1. It's a suggested donation that you get right when you come in, and that's going to help you identify for your little people or for yourself 
what everyone's looking at. I absolutely recommend it. It's worth $2, $3 or $4, whatever, however much you want to donate for it. And then you go through that on the top floor. Then you come down and you do the bottom floor. And on the bottom floor, you're able to touch the bones. There's a spot. Yes. There's an area where you're able to go up and touch dinosaur bones in the dirt. It's pretty Jason, cool. Ethan could not get downstairs fast enough. I had to kind of corral him back and be like, no, look, we can't. Because once you go downstairs, you cannot come back up. So this is a one-way visit. So I really had to be like, come on, E, let's look at all of this first. I know you want to get down there, and I know you really want to touch that dinosaur bone. But let's look at all this first. And, of course, you're probably thinking, oh, five million hands have been on that. Who wants to touch that? I felt the same way. They have a hand sanitized station right there. So what we did was we sanitized first. We touched. As soon as we were done, we sanitized again. They're so smart with how they have laid this exhibit hall out for us in order to make sure the kids and those who really want to touch dinosaur bones can still do that safely. Now, after you're done with the quarry or before you do the quarry or if you don't do the quarry, there's a scenic drive through the Utah side of the park. And it, it actually goes along the edge of the park. So some of it's actually through farmland that's actually not part of the park, but it's a beautiful scenic drive. Gorgeous. Taking you through this area. There are some hiking trails uh, on this side, not that many. Most of them are on the Colorado side. Uh, but you go past uh, some petroglyphs. You can stop and see petroglyphs if you're into that. You go past this mountain. This The sort of real central feature of this part of the park is this mountain called Split Mountain, which is a, a mountain that has a giant S-shaped split right down it's the so middle of it. Cool. It's really an amazing so cool. feature. You see it from miles and miles away before you get to the park. And then sort of at the end of the scenic drive are a couple hiking trails that are around a small cabin, uh, a cabin that belonged to a woman named Josie Bassett. We talked about her in detail on a recent episode of the America's National Parks podcast, which we hope you'll check out. She was uh a real Wild West pioneer. She's so cool. <laughs> I, look, if you listen to no other America's National Parks podcast for at least two weeks, go listen to that one because she was so fascinating. And it was one of my most favorite podcasts to record. As I was reading all of this about her, I was getting excited and I was just thinking, what an incredible woman for the 19th century. I mean, what it takes to do some of the things and to be involved in some of the relationships that she was involved she, in. Look, she, was she was divorced four times. She uh, Don't she, give it all away. No, I'm going to give you a few don't, things. Yeah, but don't give the things. big one away. Uh, she, she fought off cattle rustlers uh, and was was in with some some famous Wild Western folks. We'll yeah, it that. It was, it's really, really cool. You should just go listen to it. But over there, we did the Box Canyon Trail that starts at her at her former ranch. She well, lived, some of us did. She lived there <laughs> up until the 60s and without any modern conveniences. Yeah. You can see her cabin, and then you can walk through uh, her corral fences where she corralled her cattle and, and into this canyon where she corralled her cattle into the canyon because they couldn't escape the canyon. It and was I, pretty neat. Wish we had known all of this about her before we did that hike. I would have spent a whole lot more time over by that cabin just kind of really thinking about what it must have been like for her to live here. Because what's interesting is they don't share a whole lot of information about her actually at the site itself. A lot of what we learned, we had to go and seek ourselves afterwards. Uh, but a word about this, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
it's now coming up over here. Oh. So it has a it has a hole that goes yeah. all over. And that must be what some of these Oh, it's so cute. Oh yeah, it's just adorable. Um so this a word about this hike for anyone who is averse to snakes. Um <laughs> This might not be the hike for you uh, if your level of uh, snake phobia is as high as mine is. Uh, this is not the hike for you. They rate the hike as easy. It's very, it's a very easy. And it's hike. a very easy hike, but it's through tall grass. Yeah, and they rate it also as something that's great to take little children on, like toddlers. I don't think I would. Yeah, they're totally fine. Well, they're fine. They're totally fine. I, well, I mean, you and I have different. Yeah, because these are not fine. poisonous snakes. Uh, these are not dangerous snakes that we're no. talking about here. These are like little tiny little. I'm like breaking out in a sweat. <laughs> I got about a third of the way into now, the hike. There were we did see a few snakes. This oh, is why. Yeah, this and is... it is one of those trails where you're walking on. The, it's this tall grass, but the trail's skinny, so the grass is rubbing against your legs. I yeah. will say, I had wished I was wearing pants. Um, this uh, is a little yeah. creepy. When we were at Dinosaur, we were kind of in the midst of all that craziness that had been going on post. Uh, the campground that we had been kicked out of. And it was really stressful for me, just like emotionally all that, you know, we were kind of fielding. And so we're in this hike and I'm trying to talk myself through it. I'm trying to talk myself into being, you know, be a good role model. Don't let your fears get to you. Don't be afraid that some snake is going to come like slithering out over your feet. Like you can do this. But I was also like in the midst of really starting to have a panic attack. Like I think that whole week had caught up with me there on that trail. And I just looked at you. We came to a fork and I looked at you and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do I was I was so afraid of this trail. And I was like, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to stay here in this little fork in the road. It's really open. You guys just keep going. Come back for me. Y'all left. And I'm standing there all alone and I'm just thinking, they're coming for me. Like they just know, like your mind goes a little like crazy. And I was like, the snakes are all coming for me. So I decided to go back to the truck. But I knew that in order to get through to the truck, I had to go past places we had actually already seen snakes. And so I ran, <laughs> I ran the whole way. I ran the whole way back to the truck. And the whole time, all I kept saying was, you can do hard things. You can do hard things. You can do this. Like I was like saying it out loud. I totally got my exercise off of my watch for that like little bit. Like I was like, ding, met my exercise, met my <laughs> calorie level for the day. But I was just, I got back to the truck and my chest was burning because I hadn't stopped running. And we were a good, you know, a third of the way into that hike. I hadn't stopped running. I hadn't stopped to breathe. I was so convinced that if I saw a snake, it was going to be the end of me. It was not going to be the end of me. That hike was rough. And I don't have any desire, though, to go back and prove to myself I can do it. Look, I don't need to do I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> look, people have fears. And most fears that people have are irrational. That that has no that has nothing to do with it. No. Those snakes were not going to hurt you whatsoever. Mm -mm. You know that. Yeah, I know. Well, somewhere deep inside, yeah. I know that. But in that moment, I didn't. I don't. You know, like I don't like snakes. That's just that's, that's just what it is. And people have fears of, of rodents. People have fears of heights. <laughs> like and the one whatever. digging over here. Whatever your fears, 
it's totally fine. You know, don't feel like you have to do something that you you don't want to do. There's no reason to force yourself to do something that you oh, want to well, do. If you want to conquer a challenge, that's one thing. But you don't have to do something because you have a fear. No, and that I think is where sometimes uh, as a parent, parent guilt comes into play. Because I want to set a good example. I don't want to impart my fear onto my children. I don't want them to feel that snakes are a reason to essentially like hyperventilate like their mother was doing. Like, I don't want them to think that that's the natural reaction. But at the same time, I got to a point where I was like, I knew I wasn't helping them feel good about snakes. They were seeing someone in the midst of a really miserable situation. And I knew that the best thing I could do was just like remove myself from that. But then I had to stand there and I had to face that fear of like, I either stand here for the next half hour, 45 minutes and wait for them. Or I have to take the 10, 15 minute run back to the truck. And I was like, I got to do, I got to do the 10, 15 minute run. Like there's just, there's no way I can stand here. (laughs) So everything else about Dinosaur was awesome. That was still awesome because her cabin is a really cool place to go and visit. Just if you've got a thing about snakes, you don't want to. They're there. You don't, do not get on that track. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so Dinosaur is a is a beautiful, wonderful place. While we were there, we stayed at Outlaw Trail RV Park, aptly w- named, which is right, uh, which is I think the closest RV park uh, to oh. the park, unless you stay in the park. And there are campgrounds within the park, but this that is, look really cool. This is a full hookup campground uh, just outside the park. It takes about fifteen minutes to drive in. This park was affordable. Mm-hmm. In the, I was so surprised. In the 30-something dollar range. Yeah. Uh, the people there were very nice, even though there are signs everywhere that says, like, complaint department 500 miles that way and you are stuff like that. You are responsible for your children. Uh, but the people there were very nice. And uh, but, but I have to say, the sites at this park were as close as we have ever been oh my to other RVers. You could literally stand between... In, in your sight and put one hand out and touch your RV and put the other hand. I'm not exaggerating. This is no. absolutely true. You could touch your RV and the RV next to you at the same time. Yeah. And we knew this because we were traveling with our friends. <laughs> and we went and tried. <laughs> who were right next to us. And they have five slides. Yeah. And we have one big one. And just our two sites next to each other, we were all trying to be like, can this slide come out without someone smacking their head on it when they come out their door? As, yes, especially <laughs> if you have a slide on the on the uh, passenger side of yes. your rig. Yeah, you're filling up these spaces. So you know it's it's a plate. It's a nice place. They do have lots of space to spread out. Like if you yes. want to go over to their their playground area, their big grass field and stuff like that. There's room to spread out. But if you're in one of the campsites, they are very, very, very close to each other. But really what you're getting here is an affordable park with full hookups near the entrance to a national park. And, you know, it had one of the cheapest laundry rooms I have experienced in a while. That was also another bonus because you could get some laundry done and it wouldn't break the bank. And the kids had places to go and run around. And they were really diligent about... um, watering their lawn and having sprinklers going, but they were also very, very friendly and let the kids run through the sprinklers because it was hot. And so, you know, just everything that it offered up against that smaller site was worth it because of the price and the fact that we were so close to Dinosaur. So I would recommend it if you're headed over to that area. So that's Dinosaur National Monument. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment and we're going to have the new Brain Teaser. 
Be right back. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that's included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It is now time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? So my black tank this week goes to sort of the flurry of, I don't know what to call it, over the fact that there has been an announcement that some YouTube content creators, RV people, have decided to get off the road full time. And that they're settling down and then they're not going to be full time RVers. And there has been so much hay made out of this yeah so, i mean <laughs> so much hay and they're blaming the newbies out on the road and they're blaming you know the how difficult it is to get campgrounds when no one is actually looking at the fact that these people just don't want to rv anymore well that's it's not even that it's <laughs> it, there are several highly popular youtube couples that have made this decision recently to come off the road. But this really started with Kyle and Olivia Brady driving and vibing. There was an article about them coming off the road. And the article had a headline that I can't remember what the headline said, but the it's headline clickbait. was clickbaity about they're getting off the road because it's too busy out there. And when you read the article, really the main reason they're coming off the road is because they're having a baby. Right. And, and they're, getting, they're building started, a house. Yes, they've started a successful business that actually doesn't yes. require them to be on the road anymore and and they still are going to be on the road a lot they're just not going to full-time anymore but here here's the thing people coming off the road as full-timers that's not that's not like a failure that's not like a they they give it up because it's too hard I think they always want the next thing they want the new thing they want right. to figure out that we're never content with one thing right now we love what we're doing one day we're not going to no we're not gonna love it someday and that's fine or we're not gonna love it in the way that it is right now yeah. and then we'll readjust just like we didn't we got to a point where we didn't love being in the bus anymore so we switched things up this is i think a bigger point for me which is a little different than yours is that just because someone we all know or follow is getting off the road doesn't mean that there's some big miserable thing happening out here for full-timers full every single day a full-timer gets off the road Every single day, a new full-timer joins this lifestyle. Just because we don't follow them and we don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. It happens every single day. People make decisions on based on what is best for their lives every single day. And it has created this panic because these popular individuals that we follow have made this life change. It's created this panic like, oh, full-timers need to have these plans for later on in life. You never know what's going to happen Sure, but it has nothing to so do with... So does everybody else. <laughs> right. Look, when you live in your sticks and bricks, are you already making plans for the next sticks and bricks you're going to live in? This is the idea that because you're full-timing and you decide not to do it anymore, something must be horribly wrong. There's nothing wrong. They're, they're just making a different life path, and we just happen to all be a, a, a privy to it. They've brought us into their lives. We've been watching it, and now they're changing something up. 
it has nothing to do. I'm sorry. I don't think that all these new RVers getting on the road is making life miserable out here. It, but the weird thing to me, me is that there there is this, you know, no, we've had no issues. I mean, honestly, I know, and not to downplay the fact that there's some full timers did have issues during the pandemic's beginnings um, of not having places to stay and stuff. You know, where the cookie crumbles, we had no issues. No, and that's, you know, that's not also right. not really what I'm talking about. No, it's no, more no, like I know. the, the I, purchasing I, I, and all the campground. It's hard to get campgrounds now. Exactly. Blah, blah, well, blah. That's, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm getting at is that there, there has been a lot made about how difficult it has become since the pandemic began. And then after that, a, a boom in new RVers. There's been a lot made about how difficult it's become for full-timers. That's not been our experience. Now, we're not people that like to like... Uh, rose color this lifestyle we like to give you the the honest about it we don't think it's for everybody and i i've also seen a lot of a lot of people saying that of these youtubers out there they're um they're making this lifestyle seem so glamorous and they're not giving you the real story and i, I gotta say I, I watched most of these people and I don't find that to be true no, at all. I feel I like they're, that, they're giving you everything. I think that's in the Instagram world. Right. I don't know that that's so much in the YouTube world, but I do really feel strongly that that is the Instagram world because you can filter everything. You can, you know, position your picture. And there's a whole lot of that that goes on over there. And I certainly felt betrayed by the Instagram world when I, we first got on the road, for sure. I don't feel that so much in YouTube. It's harder to hide the real yeah. when you're sitting and you're talking to someone or you're you know, you're showing it. I just, I feel like, um, four years into this now, we just celebrated our four year nomad anniversary just a couple days ago. I feel four years into this now that doing this for lack of a better word, isn't special. No, it isn't unique. It's mm -hmm. just another way of doing life. Yeah. Just like living in one town and moving to another isn't necessarily special or unique. It's just a shift in life. Yeah buying a different house. It's just choices. Yeah. And it doesn't feel different than it felt living in an apartment. No, it not, really, not I mean, to we, me. Our life exists in the same way. We have all these awesome experiences and that's great. Look, we I'd had still experiences be, there too. I'd still be fighting with my kids either in the apartment or in this RV. It's not going to change. There is a lot to love about this lifestyle. It is not for everybody. It works for us. It is also... Uh, it's it's also not this big thing that everybody needs to be afraid of now because there's too many people doing it. Yeah, so it's just not. When you see these articles that seem to really, or you hear people talk and be very sensational about why YouTubers, I hate that word, but why YouTubers are coming off the road, please know that it's not a big deal. This is not a big deal. There's nothing big happening out here. People are just making different life choices. Right. And, and I wish them all the best. Whatever next adventure these individuals are going on, I hope it's been just as great for them as their time on the road was. Well, it's really all about the next sensational headline, isn't yeah, it? I mean, it somebody is. gets wind of the, of, of the fact yeah. that Kyle and Olivia are coming off the road and they're like... Oh, that's a headline oh. that I can get people. And we're guilty of it, too, writing articles that may have a headline that, that well, we try to that. grab people. <laughs> no, <laughs> but but I, it, that that's that's the way. And, you know, I'm I'm not one of those people that rips apart the news media. We are, you know, in some some ways part of the news media. But it, it, that's just the reality of the world right now and of the Internet and the way that we consume media is that it's always about the. The headline and that headline that gets shared around and how many people, you know, that article gets shared 
5,000 times yeah. and maybe 200 people actually read the article. Well, there's a difference between being the National Enquirer of news and being something like the New York Times or the, the you know the New Yorker yeah. or the Washington Post or let's not let's not I name know. names oh, of I news know. outlets or people gonna be like we're being political. Sorry, the Chicago Tribune. I'm just naming major publications. Uh -huh. I'm not aligning myself with anyone or endorsing anybody. I'm just saying there's a difference in at least the level of writing. But he, okay, but he, but the, but I guess my point though is that, yes, the writing might be different. Yeah. The headline writing is not. Those well, those out. <laughs> it's are just as guilty of the clickbait yes. headlines that get shared around and people believe the headline who, without reading the story. Who what publication was it recently that had a picture of Kevin Hart? NBC News or it something. It was NBC News. Yes. Yes. And it was not Kevin Hart they were writing about. No. But they it thought It was about Usain Bolt. Usain yes. Usain Bolt yes. has got contracted the coronavirus and they were writing that and, they and used, the the picture they used was what? of Kevin Hart. Yes. So look, do your due diligence. If you see someone's name and then afterwards is a picture of Kevin Hart, maybe yes. just vet that a little bit. Yes. The issues <laughs> the issues with mainstream media do not mean Go believe everything rinky-dink media like us say. Oh, yeah. Don't. It means, Please don't. It means just read more sources. That's all it means. That's all it means. Wow, that was Where do we get there? Wow. All right. What is in your fresh tank, Abby? Because oh. we've only done one black tank now. I'm going to need one of these now after that black tank. Uh, my fresh tank this week is Huckleberry Beer. And I'm going to have one when this podcast is over. But we have been enjoying Huckleberry everything. Okay. <laughs> Huckleberry at all in, here in Yellowstone. And uh, when I was over in Canyon Lodge uh, for my birthday, I encountered a Huckleberry Blonde Ale and a Huckleberry Hefeweizen. Huckleberry Hefeweizen. And I purchased them both. And they were so Good. Just, just They're like so don't. Good. I mean, don't think of it as like fruity beer. It's like just no, no, no. a hint just, of just of a that hint. flavor. But that huckleberry is is it reminds me a lot of a blueberry. It's not like that burst of sweetness, like when you first get it. We've got some huckleberry jam in there as well. We had toast the other day, and it's it's not going to hit you like a strawberry does. It sounds like blueberry mixed with raspberry or something. A blackberry, blackberry, it's blueberry, blackberry, huckleberry. They're yeah. all just kind of like there. But the beer is so good. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out how I can buy as many cases as humanly possible to last me until we get back. Because I don't see this beer anywhere else in well, the Well, we have a very small fridge. Well, I'll make it work. I'm sorry you guys aren't eating for the next three months. It's all just going to be beer. <laughs> this is why we need an outdoor fridge. All right. All right. What is your fresh tank? Uh, Thor Industries, the largest RV manufacturer in the world, owns a heck of a lot of the brands that you know, they are pledging to go emissions-free by 2050. That's a um, hefty and very big goal no, in a uh, short amount of time. Net zero greenhouse gas emissions uh, by, by 2050. And that sounds like a long time from now, but it's only 20 years from now. Uh, it's it's like 30. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, don't age us more than we need to be. But it's only 30 years from now because I can't do math, yes. as you'll find out in the brain teaser coming up. <laughs> but um, but that's, I mean, still, 30 years is is not that far 
a way to go emissions free for an, an industry that is a little bit behind the times on that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. good for them. Uh, Thor is actually 40 years old this year. Uh, Welcome to your 40s, Thor. <laughs> it's a wonderful decade. Uh, so I'm going to actually talk a little bit more about uh, the history of Thor on my next RV industry news video coming up on YouTube in a few days. Um, oh, if you haven't followed us on on YouTube, uh, you might want to because yeah, we, we're putting us. out some good new stuff. Yeah, and you know what? If you haven't, please do. We are really close to crossing the 15,000 subscriber mark, and maybe you can come over and help us do that. Absolutely. All right. Let's wrap this episode up with yes. the latest brain teaser. Yes, I'm ready All for right. a beer. This is the, I need your help with this one. You need to do this for me, okay? Oh, Jason. This riddle, it okay. must be done in your head only. You cannot use a paper and pen for this. So those of you that have no your paper cheating. and pen out, no cheating. This is a math problem. Okay. But it's, it's simple to follow. Take 1,000 and add 40 to it. Now add another 1,000. Now add 30. Another 1,000. Now add 20. Now add another 1,000. Now add 10. What's the total? 5,002. If that's what you got, let us know. If you got something else, (laughs) we'll have the answer on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Hey, before we go, I want to say... Did I get it right? No, you you, you did not get it right. Uh, Before we go, I want to say happy Labor Day to everybody out there. And I want to say that we're thinking about all those people who can't work right now, especially our friends in the entertainment, theater, and events industries. It's a lot of people, folks, uh, that that can't work right now. Weddings, um, uh, trade shows, all sorts of stuff that thousands upon thousands, probably millions of people work on that are just not happening right now. So many people are getting back to work, but there are industries that are really still suffering very, very hard. Yeah, I mean, Broadway doesn't even plan on opening until spring 2021. Right, and that's not just Broadway, that's Broadway touring shows. Yeah. It's, it's it's the entire theater industry, which we came from in Chicago. It, the movie it's, industry as yeah. well. I mean, there is so much, just so much art not being made right now. Yeah. And so as we roll into Labor Day, we are thinking of those who would like to go out and, and use their labor and use their gifts and be those artists and creators that right now they are unable to be. So the best thing we can do is just follow the guidelines and support so that those people can get back to work as well. All right, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, and hey, if you are enjoying the show, we hope you'll head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. It helps put us in front of more people, and so many of you are doing it. Thank you a million times over. We also want to remind you actually not remind you, we want to share with you that RV Miles has a newsletter now. We are on volume two. We've done this two weeks in a row. I feel very accomplished. If you want to join the RV Miles newsletter, just head over to our Facebook page. Look for the post that is pinned at the very top of the RV Miles Facebook page or head over to rvmiles.com and click on the contact us up there in the menu bar. Join us. Until next week, thank you so much. Wear your mask, stay safe, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody.
us if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but... Uh, well, there it is. There it is. You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. <laughs>